Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Mike Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vows on Twitter. What's up, yo, TC Hover? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, how about it, Space Mountain? He's been in here since 3.30. I don't know if he's still in here, but he was first. <laughs> Space Mountain, good job, brother. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah. I tell Mike, I slid in here like five minutes ago, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost forgot. I'm down, I'm down to my last two beers, so we're going to have to make a run. Yeah, yeah. So how is the old uh, duplex doing there, Shane? Hey, hey, we're hanging in there, son. We're, we, uh, we've we got everything situated. The internet went down for a little bit today. Uh, we got some excavating going on outside and uh, thought I was like, well, you better fire this thing up. And finally, them boys showed up about an hour before uh, showtime and they got me up. So we're in good shape. Space Mountain, he's still here. Credit, oh man, we gotta send that man more in the koozie. You know what? Yeah, absolutely. That's dedication right there, brother. I love it. Hey, how was your day? Have, uh, I've been trying. I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been super crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Haven't really had a, a, an opportunity to see some of the storylines unfolding today. Is there anything that I missed out there, brother? Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna recap all that. Portal's gone crazy. We're, we're finally starting to get commitments out of the portal. Mm-hmm. As uh, Michael Riley, he's a big Florida fan. He says, "Hey, Bailey's got zero portal commits. Bold strategy coming off five and seven, <laughs> but they're working their time there." So uh, we'll get, we'll get into that, Shane. I I did have a couple more things on the schedule I wanted to hit on, and we got mailbag questions. Yeah, a couple great ones here, Shane. So. Uh, you ready to do a little news questionnaire schedule <laughs> talk here? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So I, this is what I saw, and this is not an official ma- mailbag question, Shane, but I saw this. They were asking it on on Fine Bob's show, and I just thought this was such a great question, and it goes on the scheduling narrative here. If you could go to one SEC game next year, only one, now that we've seen the schedules, we know the breakdown, and I already have one on my list. I can go first if you want, or I, or you could go first if there's just one game on the SEC slate. And I say, let's keep it to conference games, some good non-conference games. But yeah. if, you, if you could just pick one conference game that you could attend over any other, what's that going to be for next season? Mike, why do I got to narrow it down to one? Because it, I, that, that puts it above all the others. But you know me, Mike. I got more than one. I mean, there's a personal one to me, and then there's the one that I ultimately, if I had to go and pick one, I guess I'll just I guess I do have one. Give me Texas. Give me Texas A and M. I just think, you know, for so many years these these boys haven't got to play and uh building up for that rivalry, I it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. So that's that's one like if I had to choose one game being played this year that's a must attend for me, yeah. Give me Texas A and M in Texas. Yeah, you see how I flipped it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Shane, I'm not gonna lie. I, I saw you know after the schedule release, there was even a Texas fan. I I you know uh, quote tweeted him or whatever, and he's making fun of 
the way we did the schedule breakdown and look at A&M, like, way better. Like, my goodness, we're fighting over the schedule graphics, Shane. Yeah. That's how heated this rivalry is. We need it on the field. So that's a that's an excellent answer, and mine is very close to the same. I'm going Oklahoma, Texas, in Dallas at the Texas State Fair. First time as SEC opponents here. I, I think that's the one, but there there are no wrong answers. So I'm kind of curious to see what other people in the mentions what they may be saying. But uh, well, the fact the fair's there too, you know. I mean, that's yeah. why <laughs> it's like a whole weekend event, you know, where you absolutely be getting hit. Well, they they won't judge you too bad in the SEC, you know. If it's if it's say Georgia at Bama, if you're you get drunk Friday, Saturday, Sunday, people may let that slide. At the Texas State Fair, I think it's like you almost have to be wasted the entire time. Absolutely, man. I mean, we'll have fried Snicker bars and wax <laughs> beer and good football. I, I, I'm all in, brother. Right. <laughs> and I could convince the family to go be like, I will lead with the fair. Like, what would you think about going to the Texas State Fair? <laughs> oh, by the way, they're playing a football game there. <laughs> all right, so I wanted to ask you this, Shane. Biggest winners from the SEC schedule release. I, I already came prepared with my list, so we'll, we'll just go off of mine, and you let me know if you agree or disagree with my top five winners from the SEC schedule release. How's that sound? Yeah, now, this top five, is it in order from – are you just picking these top five you know, you see no, what I'm saying? No, in order. Number, okay. I, I got right. a number one ready to go. Or okay. I, I can go number five. I can count Man, down let's if start, you want. Yeah, let's go worse. Let's go five first. Okay. Five, but yeah. even even number five is a great schedule. You know what out I mean? Of, out of 16, yeah. Right, right. So here we go. I'm going I'm going side again here, Ooh. Shane. Texas A&M, number five. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and I just – I love this schedule, Shane, because, again, I think uh, all the away games are winnable. Yeah. You get Texas at home. LSU at home, Mizzou, Red Hot Mizzou at home. Texas A&M is a top five winner with the schedule release, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm looking at this one. A lot of tough games, but you got them at home. I, that is very, very important there. Uh, and, and, uh, and no back-to-back road games either. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that you mentioned it. And, and I'm looking at the games. Other than, I mean, I guess you could – you know, you could say Arkansas is technically an away game, but we all know it's a home game. And uh, you're, you're looking pretty, man. Florida, you're looking at Florida, Mississippi State, Auburn, or South Carolina on the road. Mm-hmm. I like your chances of potentially winning all those games. And if you're a fan, Shane, if you don't have tickets right now to Texas A&M, I don't work for Texas A&M, Shane, but my goodness, how could you not with Notre Dame on the schedule, Mizzou, LSU, Texas? I mean, what a slate. And these are just a, just a few of the games you're getting at home. You know what? Yeah, this is when you get your donations for your seats. You know what I'm saying? Mike is the true 12th man here selling them tickets. <laughs> well, Billy Lucci has promised us a sideline pass to any game we want to go, so we, I, I gotta, I gotta sell this university I, form. You know what? I, yeah, I hear you. And man, this would be an awesome one. I bet this would be a tough one to get on the side of the field with, with that Texas game, brother. But that's on my list. November thirtieth, right there at the very end. Yeah. Um, that not only do you think, I think you nailed it with this schedule, but it ends with a with a damn home run. All right. How about uh, number four, Shane? Mizzou. You know, you knew Mizzou was gonna be on this list. You got some, you know, four. Cupcakes, let's call it what it is, right out the gate, all at home. Yeah. 
Oklahoma at home, you know, I, I get it. It's, it looks a little tougher than it, than I think it really is because UMass, I don't know why that's on the road, but mm-hmm. it is. Uh, whereas in South Carolina, Mississippi State, back-to-back away games. But when you start going down these SEC schedules, Shane, again, there is no such thing as an easy SEC schedule. But, hell, we'll, we'll get to Florida mm-hmm. here in a minute. We'll get to Georgia. You know, give me this one 10 out of 10 over some yeah. of the, the other uh, SEC slates we got. Mike, I would I would make an argument this is number one. Uh, the reason I, – I know you're looking at A&M – Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, especially those two back to back. But if you look at between Van, right, right before A and M, they got a bye week. Right after Alabama, they have a bye week going into the Oklahoma game. They've got they got opportunities here to get healthy and, and get back on track if they if they fall off path here. So I, I think. I, I made a joke online, man. The stars are lining up for Mizzou. You know, I was all in yeah. uh, this year, and, and I'm looking at this schedule, and they have a real opportunity to make some noise next year. Now, how about number three on my list, Shane? Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I love this schedule, too, with the four games right off the bat, all at home. It is Tennessee. You get your first SEC game at home, all the fanfare that's going to go with that. Uh, again, you get Bama at home. Yeah, you get South Carolina at home. You know the thing here that kind of kills you, and and who knows how this gonna play out in the future, Shane. But with the neutral site game of Texas, I guess that technically counts as a home game this year for Oklahoma. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have an additional SEC game in Norman. But uh, I love this schedule. Again, all all the road games are very difficult. All road games in the SEC basically yeah. are difficult, but. Some winnable ones, too, I think, for Oklahoma. I, I really like this schedule for the Sooners. Yeah, I do, too, especially the start of the season. gives them an opportunity to kind of get their feet wet, but it does close out strong, man. Uh, you're looking at Mizzou, Alabama, LSU. These are all three teams that maybe at the start of the season are top 12 in the college football playoff run. So, yeah, you, you start out easy, but it, it ends pretty rough there. Yeah, well, you know where it ain't so bad, Shane? Texas, number two on the list. <laughs> and maybe I've come around to it, Shane. I've, I've seen all the mentions. You you were right there with it, too. What yeah. the hell are we doing? We're giving a break to Texas. And, and uh, you know, they, they think they own the league already. They're going to think they're going to own it, Shane. Yeah. If they could beat Georgia at home and Florida at home and Oklahoma on the neutral field, and by, and by goodness, they better not beat A&M or, or we'll never hear the end of it from uh, Longhorn fans about how they own the Aggies. But – you know, there are a lot of great games on this schedule. The vast majority of them are at home here, at least in the conference or yeah. the neutral site there, of course, with Oklahoma. But SEC seemed to do Texas some real favors here. I think they want the Longhorns to be relevant year one in the in the conference, don't you think? Yeah, they may have used this as a selling tool to get them over here. You know, it's like, hey, man, this is what we're gonna, this is what we're gonna let you do when you start the season. All right, I'll go on that schedule. But you know what? I don't see on the schedule, Mike. I don't see an Alabama. I don't see an LSU. I don't see an Ole Miss, Mizzou, Tennessee. There's some heavy hitters that somehow found a way to not make their way into the Texas schedule here. So yes, I do think Texas got off a little bit easy here to start this year, but guess what, brother, you're probably getting the opposite next year (laughs) or the following season. (laughs) Now the number one winner, Shane, we kind of hit on this already. Ole Miss. It's it's not displaying for me here, but uh, anyway, 
Don't even need it. Oh, there, there we is. go. There we go. There was delay here. I guess I ain't paid the internet bill yet. But I mean, right out the gate, first four easy wins, right? Yeah. And then in conference play, I mean, my goodness, Shane. Again, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Mississippi State all at home. Mm-hmm. The road games: South Carolina, LSU, Arkansas, George. Uh, excuse me, Florida. Um, I, I love this schedule for Ole Miss. I think it sets up for a four and zero start. If you could take care of Kentucky at home and South Carolina on the road, you should be six and zero going into that huge LSU showdown. Yeah, uh, I, I mean this this is the this is the off season of Ole Miss. I feel like it really is, and, and you got like you said, you got Georgia at home. And for the audio listeners, you know, reminder they got Furman, MTSU, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern right out of the gate. Yeah, that is a very very winnable month. Get the feet wet. Get this party started because they're not only going to win, Mike. They're going to put up a, a a damn ton of points. You know what I'm saying? They're yep. going to start the Heisman train down there, and then you got South Carolina, Kentucky, or Kentucky, South Carolina, LSU is a very very winnable game. October 12th. It's your toughest road game, uh, and then I'm looking at Georgia. Like if if you lose, even if you lose to LSU and Georgia. Ole Miss is still in the top 12, I think, Mike, depending on how those boys play. But that's that's the kind of season that the SEC is going to bring us. And Ole Miss, man, they hit a home run here. And I believe, Shane, we'll get to Georgia's schedule in just a second, but I believe that Ole Miss game, that'll be mm-hmm. seven SEC games in seven weeks or, or, or seven SEC in a row for Georgia uh, when they come to Oxford. So it, it, it ain't going to be easy. You know what? Well, I, I just noticed, too, you, you start out with four non-conference and then you go straight SEC the rest of the way. So <laughs> even the easiest schedule looks daunting. <laughs> All right, here, how about uh, number five? Now, these are the losers, I feel like, Shane. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State. I, I hate this start for Jeff Levy. I mean, I, I they should beat the brakes off Eastern Kentucky. Week two on the road at Arizona State's going to be tough just because it's you know, yeah. everything's new. You know what I mean? If this was yeah. year two, year three of the Jeff Lebby era, we'd beat the hell out of Arizona State. And we we may beat them this year. But that mm-hmm. that's going to be a tricky one. Toledo at home, Florida at home. But here's where they really killed you. Texas oh, on the road, Georgia on the road. Then you get A&M at home, Arkansas at home, UMass at home, Tennessee on the road, Mizzou at home, and Ole Miss on the road. The, yeah. Those final eight. Shane, I'm only seeing one, maybe two, that are guaranteed wins. And that, that doesn't mean they're going to lose a ball, yeah. but it's just it's a tough, tough, tough slate for Jeff Lebby right out uh, to start his his career there. Yeah, maybe not just win, but at least be favorites, you know. Uh, right. I, I'm right there with you, Mike. This is uh, – that Arizona State, that, that one's – you know, we don't know. That's that's the one game you always like to pencil in as an easy victory in the offseason, but then you're staring down the barrel of a third quarter and it's like a two-point game, you know. <laughs> you never know. The Florida Gators, but this is – They've got you. You got to realize that the Florida Gators have got a tough schedule, which I'm sure it's going to be on your list here in a second. But this is one of those games that you're going to get the best of the Florida because they realize every opportunity that they have. I mean, it's it's going to be slim. You know what I'm saying? And this is a game they have to have. So, yeah, uh, what what a schedule, man! I'm looking at this and imagining these football games, brother. <laughs> Mississippi State's got their hands full. 
Yeah, how about this uh, comment on on YouTube, Shane, from uh, Robert? Geez, every time I turn on YouTube, you two are staring back at me. Are you are you married? You got kids? I mean, I, I think Robert is concerned for our well being here, but uh, no, we're trying we're just trying to deliver the best SEC content we can, yeah. Robert. I didn't but know that was a crime. My my family keeps asking me, don't you have another emergency pod you got to jump on or something? Isn't there there another playoff or a schedule release? So they're pushing you to do more, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She's she's coming up with new new shows to do. Like, you know what you should do? As long as it doesn't involve you over here. Get the hell out of this house. All right, how about number four, Shane? Number four loser, Alabama, Shane. And again. I get it. They're going to be favored in damn near all these, if not all of them. They, they may be favored in all of them, Shane. But I, I can't get over the fact that I'm sitting here looking at this schedule. At Western K- Kentucky and, yeah. and South Florida right out the gate. Easy wins. I get it. But then at Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Georgia at home, at Vandy, South Carolina at home, at Tennessee, Mizzou at home, at mm-hmm. LSU, Mercer at home, at Oklahoma, and then Auburn at home. I mean, starting from Wisconsin to Auburn, I think you could make the case damn near every other game is like a like a serious test. And this yeah. is the first and, and that's no slight to Alabama, but I'm just saying, like, if they show up with their B game against Georgia, yeah, you could lose. You you, right. you you do that again at Tennessee, you lose. Yeah. Missouri at home, if they if they're still red hot, you could lose. At LSU, at Oklahoma. I mean, all these games are are losable, and, mm-hmm. and this is the first time in my life that I can remember the, a, a, an Alabama schedule looking like this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're right, and I think Nick Saban's blood pressure was through the roof when he saw it for the first time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he did not like this. He did not want to expand. This is why, because you got to play more teams like this. Right. But I will say the silver lining here for Bama is the they can win all these games. You know what I'm saying? Alabama can run the board, and, and imagine going undefeated with that schedule. And if, to make it nice, at least they gave them a bye between Wisconsin and Georgia and, of course, the, the annual bye before the LSU game, right. I think, uh, between Mizzou. This, the, the road matchups that they have are going to be daunting, but, uh, man, if anybody can handle it, it, it would be the Tide. Right. Number three, Shane, Georgia, and that just gives you an idea <laughs> of how ridiculous some of these schedules are. I Maybe you could even make the case Georgia number two. You get Clemson in, in the yeah. opener in Atlanta, Tennessee Tech at home, at Kentucky, at Alabama, Auburn at home, Mississippi mm. State at home, at Texas, Florida and Jacksonville, at Ole Miss, which I think is going to be top ten, Tennessee at home, UMass at home, Georgia Tech at home. The thing that's saving it for me, Shane, is uh, outside of Clemson, some easy non-conference matchups. Yeah. But this road slate, my goodness, Shane. And again, I I get it. Kentucky, you know, some people are going to mock that. But until this season, I mean, Kentucky seems to play Georgia as well as anybody out of the old East Division. You know what? Yeah, this is going to be a doozy as well. I mean, Seeing some of these, rem- I mean, you're you're talking not too long ago, potential national championship teams here: Clemson, Alabama's, Texas. You know, the Florida, even Tennessee. I mean, this is a this is a damn. You know, for all the crap we gave them, at Georgia especially this year, that they have not played anybody, 
they definitely overcorrected this this next season because a ticket. If you've got tickets, if you're a, a season ticket holder, brother, you, this is the season that you're going to remember the most because this was a, this was the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the year that if you make it through this and make it through the college football playoff, you will be galvanized and ready for anything and everybody. You will not overlook anyone because you couldn't afford to overlook anybody during the season. And how about uh, shout out Joe Barker? Shane gave us twenty bucks. Can I get a War Eagle? War Whoa. Eagle. <laughs> I'm updating my list. Shane Auburn's the number one easy schedule, number one winner. I do like this. I love this schedule though for Auburn. I mean, yeah. first five at home: Alabama, A and M, Cal, New Mexico, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. You could you could convince me they're going to be five and zero. Oh yeah. If they take a year two leap now. At Georgia, at Mizzou, at Kentucky, uh, a little bit different story. But uh, Vandy, ULM, Texas A&M, all winnable there at home before getting to Alabama. That's, I think Auburn, I mean, eight and four, I think, is the floor. Yeah. If not nine and three next season, I, I think Auburn takes a big jump. Mike, I, I think there's a handful of teams that really could could benefit from from a lot of home games, and Auburn's one of them. Starting the season with five home games, you know, with your fans, you saw how they, you saw how Jordan Hare was this year against Georgia. You saw how how they were against any any powerhouse that rolled in there. Kind of got equalized a little bit just because of that crowd noise. This that's a that's a very tough environment and. And uh, them boys lucked out with this schedule, in my opinion. Right. So let's go back to, remember, again, Auburn, number one winner, thanks to Joe. We'll go back to the losers. Number two loser, Shane, I think is LSU. Yeah. Because you got Southern Cal right out the gate in Vegas. You got, uh, I, I think, going on the road in conference for your first conference game is always difficult. Yeah. We don't know the kickoff time yet for South Carolina, but if it's a night game, good good luck to the new quarterback. You know what I mean? <laughs> that That's going to be his first true road test at South yeah. Carolina. We're going to get to them in a minute. They're cleaning up in the portal. UCLA at home. And, and the tricky thing there, Shane, I think, you know, moving on from Nichols, I mean, that's a pick-your-score type game. But those first three, mm-hmm. I think LSU fans expect you to win all of them. Yeah. So what that means is if you lose one, all of a sudden – I think you're you're facing some tough questions there in Baton Rouge. So uh, that I don't like. Ole Miss, uh, South Alabama and Ole Miss next at home. Arkansas and A&M on the road. Bama at home, yeah. at Florida, Vandy, and Oklahoma to close us out. This is a very difficult – I mean, the first four, the last four, minus Vanderbilt. I mean, this this is this is almost as tough as it gets in the SEC. No, it is, and and I, I'm sure Coach Kelly would love to have a, a like you said, a, uh, an easy game to tee off week one. Uh, you know, bouncing back with Florida State, that that's what's giving them the black eye. It's just a rough start. People remember everybody's everybody's going to be watching this game, yeah. and, and and they're not going to care about September seventh when you're playing Nichols or even South Carolina because they they're starting to tune into their teams. But they will remember when you played USC, and if you drop them, they're another just an LSU team that's good but not great. And I'll make a vow now, Shane. I will uh, never 
pick a team to win a national championship that loses week one. Now that that's a promise I'm making to the audience. <laughs> I did it last year. I'll never do it again. I, that still that still burns me. You know. <laughs> Oh, but again, don't forget that it ends with Oklahoma. Yeah. So you thought LSU Bama was like the, the, the highlight of their season. Now we got Oklahoma at the tail end, go, apparently going to be a serious rivalry. All right. This is uh, the biggest loser shade. I mean, I don't even have to tell you, you already know who it is, don't you? <laughs> yeah. The Florida Gators. Oh man. I, I, I swear. It's like they, it's like they want Billy gone already. Jeez. Miami opened the season. Sanford. A, Texas A&M, at least you get them all at home. So, so yeah. maybe we pick up some momentum on the road at Mississippi State, at home for Central Florida, at Tennessee, Kentucky at home, uh, Georgia and Jacksonville, at Texas, mm. LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, and then Florida State on the road to close it out. And I've heard people say, Shane, I mean, from November 2nd on, you're basically playing potential playoff teams. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I, that's not even an exaggeration. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if Kentucky does really well, you know, and they own you right now. Uh, that so that ain't easy. And Tennessee, you know, we expect them to be better. I mean, these final seven games. Yeah. You the, here's the nicest way I could say this, Shane. Florida could be a lot better, more improved team than they are now. Yeah. And they could still lose their their last seven. Yeah. You know, and it, that wouldn't even surprise me. No, no I'm telling you, that's – but the nobody's going to have the patience for that, Mike. You know, right. that's that's what sucks. It's like if you really think this Billy project's going to work, you've you, you got to buy all the way in. And, and even this year, you know, playing the way they did against Mizzou, playing the way they did against Florida State, they didn't win those games. But, man, they had opportunities to win it. And I don't think you could say that at the start of the season. I really do feel like that that team progressed. Yeah. Uh, they've got talent. They're 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 acquiring talent. They've lost a little bit in the portal too. But you know, you lose all that momentum if you start out the season, you know, four, five, and zero, oh, and then starting Tennessee on, you're an underdog in all those games and potentially lose them. I mean, if you lose seven games in a row or six out of your last seven. You know, because you know, I'm not. I'm never going to say Florida can't beat Tennessee because <laughs> sure shit they will. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying at the end of the season, they're going to fire him because of how he finished the year. How about Michael Raleigh, Shane? We're number one. We haven't been number one in anything since 2009. <laughs> so at least you got that, Florida fans. Oh. At least you got but, that. But hey, what if? I mean, what if? I, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they can't. I really, I know you're looking at this guy. Let me let me bring it back in and play here. I don't know if you're going to put any more up, but <laughs> but I'm just saying if you could come in and put away a Tennessee team, knock off an A and M early, you know, pull off an upset with LSU or something like that. I, I, I LSU they have an opportunity to win fandom back. You know what I'm saying? They Billy has an opportunity to secure his job. Yeah. And one thing I did like is there's a lot of home games, pivotal home games, that if the swamp gets behind them and, and they get rowdy down there, who knows? Florida, we may be looking back saying, you know, this is kind of like Mizzou. A lot of people doubted Mizzou last year, you know, or this year. I keep thinking we're on to the next season. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? A lot of people doubted them saying they couldn't do it, and then yeah. they walked away with 10 wins. So they may be, that may be the same thing with the Florida Gators. 
Well, Shane, the portal has been active. Are you ready to get into some portal updates, my friend? Hell yeah, let's do it. Did <laughs> well, we what? get somebody? Did Tennessee get one? <laughs> Not yet. No, did we lose another? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to we got some Tennessee info in here as okay. well, Shane. But All right. the hottest team, and they were they got hit hard by the portal, Shane. Their fans were down in the dumps over the weekend. Well, they're back, baby. They're all back. South Carolina Gamecocks. They landed Rocket Sanders yeah. from Arkansas, led the SEC in rushing two seasons ago, dealt with a lot of injuries this season. If they can get him back to form, you know, Mario Anderson jumped in the portal himself, so they, they really needed some help via the portal. Rocket Sanders, that, that's a huge addition. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. To go from no running back to arguably the best running back, I think you, uh, I think you had a home run here. Yeah, and then that's about, before Mario. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Starting the season, right, we right. had no running back. So they also added uh, Vanderbilt receiver Jaden McGowan, Shane, who mm-hmm. uh, he had over 80 catches and averaged over 10 yards per reception the last two seasons mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt. He only played for two seasons. He was a sophomore, yeah. and I thought he, he was the most dynamic playmaker they had at Vanderbilt. And and if anybody's snickering, I mean. Go watch Vanderbilt. I mean, they, they yeah. I, I realized they were not good, but they had some playmakers, Shane. And I thought Jaden McGowan was the best of the bunch. Now he's a South Carolina Gamecock. Absolutely. Just turn on the first game, Hawaii. You know, Ooh. that'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Most dynamic player. You know, I was called that in high school too, Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, you're right. They they needed more depth at running backs. Yeah. They added North Texas running back Oscar Adawe. He, he had 738 rushing yards, six yards per carry, and six touchdowns. So you get a little bit more added depth there. Mm-hmm. They added another receiver, Shane, from Coastal Carolina, Jared Brown. He had over 1,000 combined yards, 740 receiving, 252 rushing, and four touchdowns. And then they added a pit defensive lineman, DeAndre Jules, who started six games, played in every game last season for Pitt. So South Carolina's they've attacked that portal and, and really yeah. uh, added some depth where they needed it at key positions. I love it, man. Beamer Beamer hasn't slept, man. He's in a new town every night sending pictures, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He don't know where he's at. He just knows he's bringing home another recruit. <laughs> yeah, and staying uh, – well, I was about to say the East. There is no more East, Shane, but uh, an old East rival, Kentucky – yeah. They have needed some help at receiver, Shane. They got North Texas receiver Jamori Macklin. Yeah. He's, uh, he used to be at Missouri, and his uh, I think it was his brother and maybe his uncle, you know, Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. Uh, or This may have even be his brother. I don't know. But he had over 1,000 yards last year at North Texas. He was considered by, by many to be the top receiver in the portal. Now he's at Kentucky. They also added uh, Ohio State backup running back Chip, Chip Tremont. Trey Trainum, I don't know. I butchered that name, I'm sure. But he had over uh, 350 rushing yards, three touchdowns last season. And uh, I, I, that's all they do at Kentucky is add these guys out of the portal and, and get production out of them. Yeah, that kid's getting a nickname real quick from us, Mike. <laughs> Just call him Chip, you know? Oh, I can Chip, remember that. Yeah. Didn't they get another quarterback, too? I, I thought I saw. Uh, they got Brock Vandegrift. No, I thought they got another one. For some reason, I thought maybe the listeners can. Maybe the, maybe they're just getting all the quarterbacks yeah. there down there. <laughs> that's you smart know play. Just take all the quarterbacks out of the portal. You know, that's smart. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And then how about this Mississippi State, Shane? They added North Texas offensive lineman Ethan Miner. And why that's so big, Shane, they beat out Arkansas for him. So oh. uh, they had, remember, 
they all hate Cody Kennedy, the offensive yeah. line coach. He, now he's at Mississippi State. Now yeah. he's stealing recruits from them. I mean, they must hate him even more. You know what? Oh, man. No Christmas card for me, huh? Nope. <laughs> Ole Miss landed uh, former Oklahoma defensive back Keith Lawrence, mm -hmm. Southern Miss offensive lineman Jaquan Scott, and Indiana defensive back Lewis Moore. And they are uh, in it deep, Shane. They've not, they've not signed any of these other guys yet, but Juice Wells – yeah. Walter Nolan, Princely from uh, Florida, who was their top pa pass rusher last year. I mean, they are going heavy, heavy, heavy on the portal yeah. at Ole Miss. And if they get some of these uh, big, big time players, it's going to be a special season down there in Oxford. You know what, buddy? I'm telling you, they're right there at it too, and that would be huge. Talk about momentum. I, I thought they were kind of producing that with all these kids saying they're coming back, and now you're right. getting, the, you're starting to pick up that poor, portal momentum too. Yep. And then, uh, hey, Oklahoma, Shane, they're SEC now. So yeah. they had a Purdue receiver, Deion Burks, who had 47 catches, 629 yards, and seven touchdowns. But mm. maybe more importantly, Shane, they lost a starter on the offensive line, Caden Green. And all speculation is he's headed to Mizzou. That's not official yet. But, you know, he's one where he went in the portal, they're saying, this tampering has got to stop. He's one of our best players. He's going to stay in the conference. I say, welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma. You know, that's we play dirty down here. You know what? That's right. That's right. What kind of glasses drink going to be wearing after he lands this one? You know, I bet he'll come out Jordans, you know? And then Texas, Shay, I, I hate this story. But their backup quarterback, Malik Murphy, he's jumped in the portal. Yeah. Not, not that I hate him getting in the portal because he's he needs an opportunity to play. I get it, and they have viewers. They got Arch Manning, but apparently he had to get it in the portal because you know there's other these other teams are trying to to land a quarterback. Yeah, he wanted to stay through the playoff through the national championship. I mean, he started two games this year. They may need yeah. him, right? But he, but he's got to line up his next spot. But so due to the calendar, he kind of was forced, kind of forced his hand. But interestingly, Shane. Malik Murphy is his name. Uh, 477 passing yards this year. Again, he beat Kansas State, beat BYU. He is getting attention, Shane, from Georgia, okay. which lead many to think, oh, Carson Beck, is he thinking about going to the NFL? I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah. Malik Murphy, he's he's kind of a Joe Milton build, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. And if Sarkeesian believed in him, then you know he's probably one hell of a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but that's one to keep your eye on. He may be staying in the SEC. And I, another place, and I have not heard this yet, but I think he'd be a great fit down at Auburn, a little little Cam Newton type player. Yeah. Well, hey, well, let me ask you because I thought because if you're in the college football playoff, you got an extra five days. I thought for for this transfer portal. Are you just saying? Because everyone's starting to secure quarterback roles, that's best for his interest to get in there now. Right, right. So let's let's just say again, I don't know that he's going to Texas or excuse me, yeah. uh, uh, Georgia, but he, he could stay at Texas and then you know utilize the portal after the the playoff and all mm -hmm. that. But Georgia's probably not going to wait around. Yeah, that's that's the point where, and it may not be George. Maybe it's Auburn. Maybe it's I don't know who, but whoever it is, they're they're not going to wait till mid January, early February. They they want a quarterback now yeah. because they, they, we've also got the early signing period coming up. So 
it's just it's a it's it's an issue with the schedule and and everything kind of slamming together all at once here in mid December if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that now. That makes sense. Yeah. And then how about this, Shane? So this is not guys leaving school, not leaving the to go in the portal or anything, but Tennessee. So big news here in recent days, Shane. Starting here on Thursday, Omari Thomas, outstanding defense alignment, said, hey, I'm coming back, baby. And <laughs> joining him, Shane, both offensive tackles, John Campbell and Gerald Mincy. Yeah. Linebacker Keenan Pilly, who who missed most of the season with injury. He is also coming back. He he's got NFL hopes. He's a he's a great player. Still no word yet on Cooper Mays, but it, mm-hmm. it sounds like he could come back. Tennessee may be loaded on that line of scrimmage, Shane. You gotta love that. Absolutely, man. With a with a young quarterback, I would love more experience up front. So this is important. Uh, you know, and one thing about Cooper, you know, he did not want to participate in the senior events. And and that's one right. thing that you mentioned. And uh the rumor was he's coming back, but that would be a that would be a big one for Tennessee Vols for sure. Absolutely. And also coming back, Shane, for AM, Bryce Anderson and Cam Dumberry, the offensive lineman, both starters, two great players. Yeah. And I wanted to throw – I mentioned this on another pod, Shane, but you weren't here for that day. It, uh, Texas A&M has hired – it's not often we talk strength and conditioning coaches, Shane. But they <laughs> Not t- on this show. <laughs> top, they, yeah, seriously. We need to reach out to this guy give us a regimen here or something. But uh, Tommy Moffitt, who was at LSU, Shane, yeah. Saban hired him. He stayed on through Les Miles Ooh. and Coach O. He's got three national championships – this is uh, the guy I've heard, uh, uh, Jacob Hester, Hester T-Bob Bear, many, many, many others credit this guy, Tommy Moffitt, yeah. for being critical to LSU's three-time national championship run over the last two decades. He is now at Texas A&M, hired by Mike Elko to run the strength and conditioning. And, and again, these strength and conditioning hires, you know, everybody's well, – we, they're lifting better than they ever have. Yada, you know, I mean, that's that's an old cliche. But when someone's been doing it in this conference for 20 years and all these, you know, great players are saying he's he was the key to the whole damn yeah. thing, I, I think that's a huge pickup for AM. I really do. I, I do too, man. And and like you said, we don't talk a lot of strength and conditioning on this show, clearly, but but when you do have a short list of names of the best in the business, this is one toward the top that keeps popping up. So I, this is a big get. And this is something that people point at later in the season when you start seeing some of those repeat injuries, you know? I mean, think about it. When's the last time A&M went a full season with a fresh quarterback, you know? It, right. it, the strength and conditioning is more than just lifting weights. It's keeping these boys on the field. So big get here. And again, I don't want to make uh, any assumptions here, Shane, but since he's left, I don't know. I, I feel like a little bit of that toughness, that that edge, particularly on the, on the defensive side of the ball, has been missing from LSU yeah. the last two years. I don't know if it's related, but <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think AM's going to get a hell of a lot tougher with this addition. You know what? Absolutely, man. That's what they need. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be physical. They're going to be big physical on defense, and they're going to be finesse and, and speed on offense, brother. So this is this is a new AM. It's a new new group. And I love this last one here, Shane, before we get to the mailbag. Alabama, according to Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, they have just hired former Michigan linebacker coach George Hilo. 
He spent the last couple of seasons at Michigan, and oh, who they playing in the Rose Bowl shade? Well, they want to know what signals they got, what they stole off Alabama. I mean, I think this is a. They may fire this guy right after the Rose Bowl. It, it won't matter. I think they get they get to pick his brain for a couple of weeks before the playoff game. This is just the latest in a long line of genius moves by Nick Saban. You, you almost had to hire someone from Michigan to pick his brain, don't you think? I love it. We don't cheat. We just pay for it. You know, it's like, <laughs> we'll let them cheat. We'll just get the information. It's nothing. Throw money at it. We got Miss Terry's foundation, you know? <laughs> exactly. All right, Shane, hey, uh, before we get to the mailbag, just want to remind the listeners real quick, we are brought to you by MyBookie Online Sportsbook. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that. S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C over at my bookie shade, and they're willing to give our audience a $200 cash bonus today. Bet on these bowl games, bet on NFL, all, uh, NBA's in action now, all the sports, they got you covered over at my bookie online sportsbook with that promo code, that S-E-C. Fade the professor. He's 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 back on a cool streak. We don't yeah. have to trust his picks anymore. You know what? No, man. I'm back to the loser side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to get my Grim Reaper photos out ready for these bowl games coming up. <laughs> <laughs> We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Don't forget the Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports, the go-to site for Daily Fantasy Sports, is none other than Prize Picks. And with that promo code SEC. They are willing to match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. So you can have two hundred bucks in your Prize Picks account today with that promo code SEC. Help the podcast stay independent. I know football is winding down, but there's still lots of football action to get in on before it all comes to a sad, depressing end. Head on over to Prize Picks promo code SEC and that SEC over at MyBookie.ag today. We don't ask for much. We just ask, take advantage of these sponsorship opportunities if you can afford to do it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code that. S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And now, back to the show. 
All right, uh, you ready for some mailbag questions? Yeah, brother? man, let's do it. All right, how about this one uh, from Stan Ross on Twitter, Shane? This is a popular question right now. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the uh, the tiebreaker rules for the SEC next season? Uh, if because there's no divisions, remember, so it's it's number one in the SEC versus number two in the SEC. Yeah, that's who will meet in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. And to my knowledge, they have not officially released any tiebreakers but it's it's going to be based on conference record so i think i explained this kind of poorly on the on the last one shane if let's say you go 10 and 2 let's let's say you're lsu next year yeah you're playing southern cal you're playing ucla i know it's it's unlikely but let's say you lose both of those but you win all the rest of your game so you're you're 10 and 2 you're 8 no in the sec alabama goes 11 and 1 Georgia goes eleven and one, but they each lose a conference game. LSU, yeah. even though their worst overall record, better conference record, would go to the the SEC championship over an Alabama and a Georgia. So uh, tiebreakers, I'm sure it's going to be head to head, common opponents, things of that nature. But that, to my knowledge, has not been officially released. And this is the only problem with going to a, a no division format, Shane, because the Big Twelve did it this year. Yeah, and going into the last week, their their tiebreaker thing was like asinine. It was like three <laughs> paragraphs of, well, if this happens, if that happens, if this team yeah. loses, this team wins. So it could get kind of wacky, but uh, I, I think the point of it, Shane, is we won't get to like we have been in years past where it's like November 1st and <laughs> Alabama and Georgia have already locked up the East and the West. Yeah, And the final month of the season is, I don't want to say irrelevant, but we already know who's meeting for the championship. Yeah, We will not be having that, I, I can almost guarantee you, in this new format. Yeah, and I think uh, as far as the tiebreaker, I mean, that sounds boring. I think what they should do is send, like, the biggest, baddest dude on Team A, the biggest, <laughs> baddest dude on Team B, and, and meet in the middle and do like – ever uh, growing up, we had a thing. We called it the blood box, and it was just, you know, you got four dummies and you laid around, and basically your job is to find leverage and push that guy out, you know? And it always came down to the biggest, <laughs> baddest dudes on the team. And I think that's what we should have, some sort of event. You know, think how many – I mean – how many people would be watching this thing? You know, it's like two gladiators going at it. So, but mm-hmm. no, we'll, we'll read paragraphs and figure out who weasels in there. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about this question from slim on YouTube? Shane, it's not, not, not either one of us asking this my nickname question. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be an FSU like situation next season for the sec championship? And I think what he's meaning is, uh, you know, maybe someone goes undefeated and then they just start complaining endlessly that they didn't get to go and i say no shane and i'll tell you why because this this is something to think about and it'll it goes in line with our next question but i think there's going to be so many teams every year from the sec that make the college football playoff yeah it's it's kind of sad to, to even say this but i think this is the reality i don't know if it's going to be a major advantage to go to the sec championship if you're already you know a top 10 team that's that's going to go to the playoff yeah. because it's just an extra game and i again you you want to win the sec i get it maybe that gets you a bye game or a home game or something like that but i would almost rather not go to the sec championship go right on to the college football playoff you don't risk the injury one less uh game on your players bodies so 
those teams that are that are already knocking on the door of the playoff, I think they're gonna be fine not going to the SEC championship. What what's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I think that would be ideal, not playing that game. And and I get it, it, it loses its luster if you're not in there, but like you said earlier, I think toward the tail end, if we're looking late November, all of those games are now important. You, you Like you said, there's not teams that are just penciled their way into a college football playoffs. They can't afford to lose. Right. You know, There's going to be a lot of two-loss teams that, that may need an SEC championship win to get in or, or God forbid, a three-loss you know, or something like that. So SEC champ will never get lost out. So I, I, I know we kind of ventured off the question here. But and and I don't even know if I'm answering it right. But whatever, who whatever team wins the SEC is going in. That's yeah. going to be given. Uh, but I don't think that there will be an undefeated ACC team left out again because you know I think part of this is having those Power Five conferences have one opponent in you know in the bracket there. Right, and, and that kind of goes in line with our next question from Go Hogs ninety two on YouTube. Shane, how many SEC teams? Do we think we'll make the playoff next year? And obviously, that's it's tough to say without you know seeing the field and, and knowing which teams elevate and fall and whatnot. But yeah, I'm confident saying at least four, and I I think it's closer to five, maybe even six. I yeah. wouldn't it be nice, Shane, twelve team playoff and half the fields <laughs> SEC every year. I I don't think that's realistic every year, but I think it will happen from yeah. time to time. And I, I think four is almost. Three to four is almost a given every year. Every year. I, I, I'm with you, and I'm leaning a little more toward four. Uh, but there will be those years where maybe it, it, we just keep beating on each other, you know, and, and, and we have a couple of two-loss teams, and we're sitting there saying, well, you know, this guy got beat by top five and a top eight. He needs to be in there. So right. I, I, I think that there could be a real scenario that we may hit five, even six, but uh, but definitely three to four is is a given, right? And then uh, Shane, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming as soon as, as soon as we get the schedule, Shane. I mean, you got your fans that are you yeah. Know, you're, you're sitting there looking at it like, oh yeah, we can go ten and two, eleven and one, easy. Now on the other end of the spectrum, we've already heard. Yeah, you know, what week will Billy Napier be fired? Now we're getting questions. I'm gonna throw up Arkansas schedule here. They want to know. Hey, if Sam Pittman goes two and three, is he getting fired? <laughs> That's uh, by Bryce Carter here on Twitter. So let's let's run down real quick. Two and three, uh, uh, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff is week one. So that, there's your win. Yeah. I'm assuming they're thinking Oklahoma State's a loss. So UAB win at Auburn loss and then A&M. So, so that would be your third. I guess that's. Again, I'm just projecting what he's thinking here. But would they fire Sam Pittman? Again, I'll, I'll run through that one more time. You beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. You lose to Oklahoma State. You beat UAB. You lose to Auburn. You lose to A&M. Would they turn around and fire Sam Pittman right then and there with Tennessee and LSU on deck? Uh, I don't think they would. What, what do you no. think? No. and I mean, we've seen a lot of coaches fired, you know, in the SEC. So, if I'm looking at this schedule, it's got to be a, it's got to be a game that you did like, I don't know, like blown out. You know what I'm saying? Like Tennessee's got blown out, or LSU's got to blow them out. You know, dropping another Mississippi State game. That's a team that that Arkansas is expecting a win. Uh, that's got to happen. So there's there's 
scenarios galore here, but the teams haven't even settled yet. So I, I don't feel comfortable talking about Sam losing. I would rather talk about how Sam destroys the schedule. You know what I'm saying? And, and gets an extension and, and, and ends up being the guy. But I mean, because you can make the same arguments if we sit here long enough. Right, right. Yeah, we can we can fire and hire just about all these damn coaches. You <laughs> yeah. know what? After it's the holidays, man. You know, you're trying to fire <laughs> yeah. people. You know, Sam's got family. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the Grinch. I want to be uh, I want to be like the Elf. You know, just help them out a little bit. I'd rather be sitting here saying, Shane, when they go five and zero to start, who's he getting <laughs> fired? What other teams is he going to get them to fire their coach? You know what I mean? Yeah, are we going to lose Bobby, you know, because they had such a great season? Where's he going to coach next year, you know? Yep, yep. All right, final one here, Shane. I saved this one just for last, just for you, because I know you're going to love this. And and, and and I'll let you go as long as you want, because you may never stop here. But Lucid Dream 7 on, uh, on YouTube, what's a typical bre- breakfast for Cousin Shane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a typical breakfast. I go. I, I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm not a huge breakfast guy. Yeah. Uh, but but how, how about favorite breakfast then? Well, how about the breakfast I ate two days ago? Okay, here's what I had. <laughs> so so the wife she was like uh, she's like where you want to go and I you know we kind of argue when, when my wife asked where we want to eat and I don't know if 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 your significant other's like this, but it's usually like, I know which one she doesn't want. Like, I know we're not having Chinese because I love Chinese. She hates it. And, I, and every day, every now and then, I know I could shoot for a Mexican restaurant, but she's not feeling it. I'm not going to do it. So we do like this cancellation thing, you know? So she'll say this, I'll say that. And I'm so dark. So we got to this point where I argue and I said, damn it, let's just go. To, let's go to Waffle House. She goes, all right, I'll go to Waffle House. So I went in there. Obviously, this is uh, the middle of the day, and um, and it's not a typical breakfast meal. But Waffle House, and I'm not a spokesperson. They, they don't pay us any money for this. They got this feeling. We're open to it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> sit back. I'll tell you. They got this Philly hash brown thing going on Ooh. that is to die for, brother. It's a Philly hash brown bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's like hash browns. Philly cheese ste- or Philly steak with yeah. onions and stuff, brother, brother, come on now. And then of course I have to get a a pecan a pecan <laughs> waffle, you know, because you, know, you got to have a little dessert, a little sweet side, so to balance out all that salt. So I wonder why I'm fat, Mike. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, waffle House gets a bad rap. I'm usually only drunk or hung over when I was in there growing up, but now that I'm an old man, you know, it was it was kind of fun going in there being the only couple playing music on the on the uh, the thing there jukebox. Turn that damn jukebox up. Yeah, I, I can be honest with you, Shane. I don't know if I've ever been sober inside a Waffle House, but <laughs> I have had a, a couple good times in those. You know what? I'm not sure the employees were, to be honest with you, Mike. <laughs> they kept going to the back quite a bit. So, <laughs> long as they went for special seasoning, we're all right. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I mean, I again, this is gonna sound weird, Shane, because I love donuts more than anything in life. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like them for breakfast. If that makes sense, I mean, yeah. I mean, with a coffee, they're fantastic. I get it, but. If I if I try to eat that as a meal, I I get like sick to my stomach. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'd rather have just like some scrambled eggs or something, get mm-hmm. something in my system, and then I can down you know half a dozen donuts, but like a couple hours later with a cup of coffee. That's that's my go to. Yeah. No. I, I I'm 
boy, I do like breakfast. Now, there's different kinds, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like six egg whites and turkey so- No, I'm just kidding. I don't do none of that. <laughs> little spinach on the side. I was about I do- to say, you damn liar. <laughs> Get some gravy are great, too. But it, it, you got to be real careful where you go. Some people just can't make it, you know? <laughs> um, but if you got a good place that makes good biscuits and gravy, yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for that as well. BD says, I can see Shane's eyeballs popping out of the sockets <laughs> talking about that hash brown no <laughs> oh, man i couldn't believe it brother when it came over i was like man i and it's only 10 bucks <laughs> again i don't work there it's 10 bucks you know what i'm saying oh they even let me bring my own drink in you know i'm yeah, not Carl, tightwad but i wanted to finish it carl's right here with it biscuits and great and, and sausage gravy is that's the best yeah how about have you ever had uh i bet you've never had what a burger breakfast i know i haven't you probably never even had a Whataburger. No, this this is this is a Texas thing, right? Yeah, well, they got it here in Nashville now. They just opened oh. one. How about no. uh, how about Sandman? He's saying honey butter chicken Ooh. biscuit. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, now, if I'm going chicken biscuit, give me Bojangles Cajun Filet. That's my oh, go-to. Yeah. Now, my wife, she likes them chicken minis there at the Chick-fil-A. Uh, and, and if I go there, I will get the regular with pepper jack cheese, uh, regular chicken biscuit. But, yeah, I can get behind some chicken biscuits now. Yeah, and I'll leave, I'll leave you with this one, Shane. I bet you've never done this, but at Chick Fil A, obviously most people go for the chicken, which yeah, very good. But they have a breakfast sausage, and it, it's a curveball because you're like, hey, I'm at a chicken place. Why would I get the sausage? It's the best breakfast sausage I've ever had in my life. So next time you're at Chick Fil A, breakfast time, get you that sausage. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And they are not a sponsor either, not yet anyway. No, no. too well, much cussing for them. Well, yeah, I'll hit one more <laughs> on the way out. Pals, pals cheddar rounds. They need to figure a way to make this a staple at all of their meals, not just for breakfast. Because I'm not a big fan of their breakfast, but them cheddar rounds. You want to feel fat, Mike? Go to two fast food restaurants. Get a chicken biscuit at Bojangles. Go get you some cheddar rounds at, uh, at Pals. Then go home and cry to pillow because you're a fat ass. <laughs> Well, Shane, you know it's the off-season when we talk breakfast for 10 yeah. minutes, but uh, we better get off here before we go all night long talking yeah. about uh, you know, the go breakfast menu. <laughs> Let's go eat. <laughs> you got anything else before we hop off the line? Uh, no, no. Wild, uh, keep, keep your ears to the ground. Still got a wild weekend up ahead. Uh, tune in Sunday, 7 o'clock. We'll be going live. Yep. Uh, look forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, yeah, this is this live. This you know we're, you can see we're we're constantly changing. We're trying to make it a better product for you guys, and uh, a lot of you like this this interaction. So we're going to try to keep keep rolling with that, man. And and I enjoy it just listening to you guys talk. Yeah, and if anything happens during the weekend, any anything that warrants a uh, uh, emergency podcast, surprise podcast, what have you, I'll jump on here. I'll be available. I, I ain't got anywhere. I don't got a life change. So <laughs> I'll be here all weekend long in case anything happens. But if not, we'll see you Sunday, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. I do appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out and you, Cousin Shane, for hanging out as always. That's going to do it for this episode of the show. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. <laughs>